Welcome to season two of The Well, the place where we can talk about everything from prayer to politics. I am your host, Donetta, filling in for Marvin. And today I am here with Trinity hey, Kendra, hey girl. the homie Big Donnie, you know. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Christiana, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. Well, because that this is his first the time. homie, and this is his first time. And Introduction. Since, yeah, you know, and then since it's your first time, Donnie, mm. tell us about yourself. Well, I'm representing the wonderful city of East Oakland. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Out in L.A. Yeah, I am the youth pastor at West Angeles Church. Um, we work with middle and high school students students um we love them we get to send them home and so that's that's just it's just a blessing from god so wow. happy to be here well that's <laughs> awesome so today we are going to be talking about um what happened the situation that happened in charlottesville but before we get into that i wanted to ask you guys have any of you been to a protest and what was your experience like at that protest experienced I, it i semi went to one i wasn't it, i wasn't intended to go to a protest i meant to go to um just kind of a you know black lives matter meeting and it mm-hmm. ended up being a protest we started marching and at the end but in all honesty i would i would i would expect for it to be kind of scary mm-hmm. in certain aspects because it was getting dark but just to see the people coming together for one cause i think right. that, that that was moving just to experience it not to watch it on tv not to see it on a 15 second instagram video but just mm-hmm. to kind of be in that moment and right. say hey right. we're tired of this right you know that felt kind of good to just be in that atmosphere okay that's lit christiana i have actually never gone to any type of like march or protest um i think the closest that i've gotten to like civic engagement with you know exercising my right as an american and as a black woman um i definitely think has been uh, I went to City Hall once and um, it was with a group of students at Loyola Marymount my school and it was a program called the learning community and we went and basically um, sat in on basically like a hearing um, for something like pertaining to a city and different things that had happened with like I think a resident Um, and we were able to like discuss our opinions about Mm -hmm. the matter and the case Um, but other than that I haven't I've always wanted to but I've never found like time or you know something that was close enough to me to go get you a black bandana that's step one (laughs) Let's not. What about you, Don? Oh, well, I've I've gone to plenty of protests, especially recently with, you know, Trayvon Martin, Mike -hmm. Brown, all the killings of our, you know, young black men. I've been to a few. They, like Kendra, they've been peaceful. A little scary because, you know, the police get, are more radical than Mm -hmm. the actual protesters, you know. They're the ones who are usually on edge, ready to hit somebody. But as far as. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As far as, like, everyone protesting, we're all cool. It's all different shades, you know. Everybody just coming together for, you know, just one cause. But, um, yeah, so with that, it seems like we all have had cool experiences. But in Charlottesville, it wasn't like that. Um, There was recently a rally. Things got heated, and as the rally was coming to an end, a man drove his car through the entire crowd, just flew right in. tragic. Right, flew right in and pretty much injured 19 people. He killed a young woman. Um, She was 32 years old. Her name was Heather Hayer. 
And um, after that, Trump, 45, when he does his speech on the matter, he pretty much blames both sides. So what are your thoughts on what has taken place in Charlottesville? Whenever you have situations like Charlottesville happen, people are always looking for a leader mm -hmm. to give them some type of guidance on clarity on, on how to deal with like the matter. And I think the president's ambiguity on the matter is just as dangerous right. as the neo-Nazis radicalism mm -hmm. and crazy behavior. Right. Uh, I think it's a disgusting situation for him to be so wishy-washy in mm -hmm. something like this. I, I wonder why it's so hard to denounce neo-Nazis and white supremacy. It's, it's not that hard. Right. Denounce evil, call call a spade a spade, exactly. and own up to what is wrong in the world. I don't see why Why do you have such right. such gray feelings. Right. I, it's yeah, almost like he's civil. He's almost he's supported it. That's like, and you kind of have to think about who were his supporters too? You got to right. back the people that voted for you. So in playing both sides, it's kind of like okay, right. I'm I'm not pro either one, but I can't necessarily bash either one either exactly. because of my position and exactly. Right. Authority, so. But I think it's a um, it's just a weird um, thing for him to do that. Like okay, they backed you, but you are the president of the United States, yeah, exactly. and exactly. and and even when you go back to the cause of this whole protest. We're talking about statues of Confederate soldiers. We were at war with Confederate soldiers. With you know, it was a civil war, and and really, when you think about it, they were against everything that the United States stands for today. Mm. So, you know, I think I posted it on on one of my social media pages. If 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 General Lee would have won the Civil War, would we be allowed to fly the Stars and Stripes today? Right. Would we be able to have our uh, monument of Abraham Lincoln right. erected in D.C.? Or would they just be like, that's never going to happen? Right. Why is it now that we defeated them? They surrendered to us. Right. Why do we still have their monuments? You can't go to any other country and, and, and a country or, you know, wherever where they went to war with someone and they defeated them. They're not about to fly their flag or their king or whatever. Like, we're going to totally annihilate you and erase the memory that what happened never happened. You have that whole saying, like, the South will rise. Some people say the South will rise again. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and so when you allow that mentality, it's like, I mean, when you're talking about uh, theology, right, uh, the Lord God will not allow you to have an image of a pagan God. He says to completely annihilate it, to right. stomp it out, right? Because otherwise, you're going to always refer back to that thing. I'm not. I'm not surprised that it's still up because we're still. You're still seeing the first African American woman to do X, Y, and Z. The first right. African American in general right. to be elected to whatever position or to be a judge or to be whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's not even. I'm, I'm not surprised, and that's where my worry sits. Is that I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm used to it. I'm so used to seeing it mm. that it's almost common, which is sad. Right. Distraction has been one of the, the greatest downfalls, I feel like, of American just politics, period. Um, I was thinking about when Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's the White House, the new, probably she'll be out soon, too, yep. White House correspondent for President Donald Trump. She gave a uh, like a press conference earlier this week. If it wasn't Thursday, it might have been Wednesday. And she was when she got up to talk, she was like, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to discuss the issues at hand. But first, I wanted to announce that it was my niece's birthday today oh, and wow. my dad's birthday today. And, you know, I love birthdays. Right. And so she's talking and the journalists in the in the room are like, OK, happy birthday. But these are the issues right. at right. hand. Right. So it like. 
Exactly. Like Pastor Donnie was saying, if we fail to recognize these distractions head on, they will become the very blind side that we fall subordinate to. Right. And we will let the real issues pass us by. But if we stay woke, if we stay consistent. I had a professor in school that I took a couple semesters ago that said um, death is the cousin of like, you know, sleep basically. You need to stay woke. Right. Um, you need to make sure that you're always a- um, attentive to the things that are going on because right. if you don't, you'll die. Right. Wow. And in addition to um, staying woke, how important is it with, you know, 45 being spewing so much hate? How important is it for minorities to stick yes. together right now? Mm-hmm. And Jesus wouldn't have wanted that either. He was he had an alliance with everyone who was the minority of society, anyone who was deemed unworthy, anyone who was deemed uh, unvaluable or someone who was the outsider. So for us living and uh, taking on that modern day Christ-like appearance, right, we should strive right. daily to make amends, to be alliances with those who have been kicked out by society, right. with that Muslim brother, exactly. that homosexual sister, so that we can be the very best of Christ in the flesh. That- that line of hate it yeah. stems across all mediums, yeah. whether it's race, right, um, gender, right. church yes. affiliation, denomination, yeah. whatever. Right. That line is there, but in terms of what we're talking about, right. with these constant reminders that we're still struggling for change, do you guys feel like that the church is silent about these issues, or is yes. it some churches? Yeah. Or Thank you, Kendra, are. for bringing Thank that you. up. You make a three-minute <laughs> statement and then yeah. forget about it. I think Thank some you. churches um, have been silent. Um, even even in the civil rights era, they just did not want to get involved with that, right? Um, but I think it's important to do that. I mean, as the church being a lot of times the pillar and the center of the community, a lot of people are looking to the church to say, what's the direction that we take? Even like if the church leader, says, listen, right, let, let's go down. like a leader earlier. Yeah, like yeah. a leader. Even if the church says, listen, let's go down to City Hall and let's demand, like, be on the front lines, take the congregation, because... You think about at West Angeles, it's such a hub church. People come from everywhere. And so they have, you know, they're registered in so many different areas yes, where you can yeah. go out. And if the church leader says, we're going to do this and do that, go to your congressman, go to your U.S. representative, go to your senator, go to your council president, whatever. Like that's so that sparks so much. But also another thing that is really important, I think let's speak on white privilege and a lot and, and, and people who are not of color giving using their platform to speak out against injustice America yeah. everywhere. I think that that's so important. Yeah. Every Paula White, every Joel Olstein, every Mike uh, Huckabee, right. all those white televangelists that be selling yeah. miracle water yeah. but have a black following. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that have a black following need to use their platform. I will say it again, need to use their platform to speak out against black and brown brothers who are dying every day at the hands of racial injustice. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how uncomfortable you are. I don't care how white you are. You need to talk about it and use your platform because at the end of the day, the money that you have on your debit card comes from that black person living in Louisiana in the projects who is sowing toward your miracle water, making you rich. So it is, it is obligated that part. It is an obligation 
that you speak out against that. You have a moral obligation to talk about it wherever you go. That is that I believe that's what God would have wanted them to do. It's to use that platform, to use your whiteness, to use the the position that you have and and speak on it. Cuz people looking and watching. Silence is dangerous. And when you and when you do speak on it, don't wait until you get to West Angeles right. to talk about, "Oh yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with the movement." No, no, no. Do that at, <laughs> do that at your church. Right. Cuz that that's where it matters. We don't need you to come tell us how to feel. We know how we feel. Yeah. So Dr. Martin Luther King once said, like, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And also that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Facts. Wouldn't you agree? I absolutely agree. You, I mean, it's the it's the whole, if you think about it from a biblical aspect as well, or just, just common sense. If we cut off all the lights in this room and my cell phone lights up, you can see again. Mm. So just that small amount of light is necessary, even in a large, dark place. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, this was an awesome 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 discussion thank you all for watching the well be sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter also subscribe to us on youtube and hit the thumbs up thank you